here we are. How was your week? Honestly, I had a lot of car issues this week. Car issues? Yeah, my uh, roommate showed up after being gone for two months. Car's dead. I gotta go jump her. No coolant. My coolant's gone. So my coolant's leaking, her car's dead, um, which is kind of like a blessing in disguise because in the process of jumping her car, I identified that I was about to run out of coolant. So I had like a little bit left, which is why my gauge wasn't like showing hot yet. But uh, man, that's yeah. going, it's going around. We've been having some issues around the well too. By the way, if anyone listening wants to help hook us up with a big pickup truck, we are in need because we have some not just coolant issues. We have just issues on issues. Like our issues have issues with the truck <laughs> that we use for the kinship. Uh, but it is Old Faithful. Hey, for those just joining us, welcome to Tampa Talk. Uh, it's August 11th. I'm John. And I'm Dahlia. Thanks for joining us. So what are we talking about? Well, I know you know this uh, oh, yeah, let me artist tell you. better. So I know what we're talking me. about. I'll <laughs> tell you what we're talking about. So, okay. So first of all, I'll say I had a choice to make this week. We got, you know, some weeks is like, I can't find anything for this week mm-hmm. in history. This week, and I'll just tell you guys now, so Waterworks Park opened on August 12th in 2014, but that is not what made it into this week (laughs) in history because, and I hope a lot of you listening know who Dochi is, Uh, she was born August 14th, 1998. So she is a a phenomenal rapper, hip hop artist uh, that was born here in Tampa, Florida. She was also raised here. Um, So in 2020, she released kind of her debut um, EP and it's Oh, the Places You'll Go. She rose to prominence though when her, like this song, Yucky Blucky Fruitcake went viral on TikTok in 2021. Um, For those of you like kind of her upbringing here in Tampa, she went to Blake High School. Um, She grew up doing ballet, tap dancing, acting, cheerleading, gymnastics. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. She's uh, she's super gifted. So do you know her? Do you know her music? I now that you mentioned the TikTok song, I feel like I have, but uh, not. It doesn't. All right. So I got a special treat. I don't know if this will come through on the on the bank, but I'm going to give you just a little a little taste here of a piece of that song. I love her. <laughs> I actually haven't heard that. That's not what I was thinking of at all. I love her so much. A little PG-13 rating for the oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's Tampa <laughs> Talk. What are you going to do? I mean, and by the way, Tampa hip-hop, Yeah. that's about as clean as it gets. <laughs> like, I have a Tampa Talk, uh, not Tampa Talk, I have a Tampa hip-hop playlist. I was adding to it with new young artists mm-hmm. this morning. And, man, Tampa's got some some nasty stuff, but uh, some really gifted artists here, though. Uh, what's going on in the news here locally? So this story was all over the news. Um, the Tampa's mayor, Jane Caster. Oh, cocaine. The cocaine, yeah. yeah. She fished out 70 pounds of cocaine down in the Keys uh, this past week. And so she's out there fishing with family. And she saw it in the like this shady thing in the water. The closer they got the more she recognized it as bags of cocaine. And so, you know, as a police chief, as a police officer, she's no stranger to what, you know, it's not her first time bringing into evidence, kind of the article made a joke at. But yeah, they contacted Monroe County Sheriff's Office and they turned over the drugs to U.S. Border Patrol. And uh, the the bail that they found is estimated to be worth more than a million dollars. Yeah. How weird. Yeah, super weird. Yeah. How weird weird that was i saw her this weekend at the uh, entrepreneurship event oh, so i wonder what day that was yeah me she too. was 
She was in and out. Oh, like she does. She was just heading on her way to the yeah, keys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and 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 at, by the way, I I will say like some of the more skeptical folks are like, man, what a great thing to happen to get you in the national news when oh. like your local ratings suck and like there's not a huge approval rating and like it's timely whether we say it's a gift from god or uh, or or i have heard people will like that's just too yeah too convenient i don't know i lean out of conspiracy i'm not making accusations <laughs> i'm just i'm just i'm just this is word on the streets right so we're just like Letting trying you... to be faithful to that oh well another story in the news that was actually kind of um, depending on kind of the article you read, had a different stance on maybe what's going down. But um, basically, every or not everyone, but people may be familiar with the kind of new law that was passed by um, the governor's office. I don't know what's the right way to say that, but about banning. banning books in schools. And so this has been causing some waves since the law went into effect. And especially as we start the school year, um, people are upset about kind of this rule. And apparently parents have been calling and complaining. Um, and the headline that really made the news this week was the fact that um, schools will be cutting back on Shakespeare due to this book ban. And so the book ban has, you know, verbiage against things with sexual um connotations and ver- verbiage and things like that and you know shakespeare was written what three four hundred years ago at this point i know juxtapose that with like well the hip-hop or oh, just yeah. the or just like the tiktok trending songs yeah, yeah, yeah. the song yeah you, literally all of the songs yeah all of them is like oh shakespeare oh yeah that's some dirty stuff yeah and so they will still be reading x excerpts of it um instead of reading uh, whole novels so, well i by the way just flashback to me being in school and be getting handed stuff to read i'm like perfect can you See, just i love shakespeare but i know that's not the popular opinion well, i i just refuse to read oh like like i read a lot when i got older but i was, when say, I was like they were like here read this no the only thing and I'll, i remember actually the only book i ever read in school uh, I read all of S.E. Hinton's books. Mm-hmm. Uh, S.E. Hinton wrote um, The Outsiders. Outsiders, oh, great book. And this great book, great movie. I think I saw the movie. And I was like, well, I want to read the book. And then I read Rumblefish and Tex oh, yeah, and all of one. them. But that was all I ever read. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. What Beowulf? Yeah. What am I? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I actually loved reading all through high school, and Shakespeare is one that I really loved reading. But it kind of plays on this point: is that reading an expert of Shakespeare has got to be way worse than reading the whole thing, and not because worse. Well, it's because shorter. from a literary standpoint, <laughs> sure, 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 context, context, right? You have yeah. none of it, and so yeah. what kind of teachers are saying is that this idea to teach just little pieces of it you're actually going to, then just don't read it because there's no point at that point. Like you can't speak to the characters. You can't speak to the lessons. You can't speak to the meanings. And Shakespeare is Shakespeare. We study Shakespeare because he was like, I mean, he is telling us how yeah, to like right. do life, you know, in one book. Like, um, and so you're kind of disadvantaging these kids because they're not going to be able to, you, you know, when they go into university, they're not just going to be in Florida anymore and they're not going to have this context um, or Freya University when they go into life, right? They're not going to have these contexts that these stories are rooted in. Um, But of course the school board put out statements saying that it's not because of the law. Well, uh, there's been mixed messages. Some of them say it's about the law, right? These are too sexually explicit. Some things have been saying that it's not about the law. It's about, um, making sure that people have a wider range of information. And so reading experts of multiple books is better than reading one whole book, yada, yada. 
Um, but a lot of educators are chiming in saying you're disadvantaging these kids. Well, and this is exclusive. This is Hillsborough County. Like, even the state of Florida, there's other places going, what are you doing? Right. And there's even the state of Florida, there's tons of other things. So there's been multiple kind of books banned since this law has gone in place. And now Florida School District is being sued left, right, and center because... Um, for example, another popular children's book was banned. So this one's about uh, two. This is based on a real story about two penguins. Okay, so this is two penguins um, that happened to both be male penguins that the, adopted. The gay penguins, but they weren't it's necessarily <laughs> gay. They just they just adopted another baby penguin. As I feel like, like I can watch a comedy show about this. Yeah, so it's called Antango Makes Three, and so it's about two male penguins that like take in a little penguin. But it's being yeah, banned yeah, yeah, yeah. on the yeah. fact that it's promoting like same sex. Same sex. Yeah. What? My God. And so, like I said, it's a true story about two little penguins taking in a penguin. And I haven't read the book, so I don't know if it makes any kind of. We also have a bunch of kids with no parents around right. our county. So, like, how about any version of parenthood would be fantastic right. for so many that lack that are just ward of the state yeah. out here. Right. And so this is just an example, a couple examples of how this is causing um, a ruckus in the school system when really we need to be like focusing in on quality education, not like what we can like banning these different books. I'm sorry, right? I'm stuck on the penguins. I think it'd be better to have penguins as parents <laughs> than the state of Florida. Aren't penguins like don't they need for I might be wrong about that. I don't they may know. not be I don't a native for penguins. I've never <laughs> um, watched any of those movies. So yeah, so causing big controversy in the schools, um, and then Hillsborough County, like I said, put out a statement saying this is in the best interest of our academic standards, and people are saying, yeah, okay, uh, we don't know if that's necessarily true, but more to come. And I think you know this law went into place over the summer, so I think the school year school year will definitely bring light to how this is. Um, put into place but you're right probably a bunch of kids are probably cheering that they don't know how to read Shakespeare uh, next year oh, regardless I mean, of just, the line. what else can we cross off I'm going to raise a stink about this <laughs> next book yeah. yeah um but it's mother news uh the just initiative is an initiative that I believe that you're yes, familiar Julie. with yeah, yeah you want to speak the story well I I, did, I just saw Julie and cheered her on um I I don't I there's you probably have a few more details from the actual story but um so my friend Julie um, Wood runs Just Initiative. She's I don't did they say how many years it's been? She's been doing this for a long time. Um, they have a house that they call Petra mm-hmm. House that they've been working with, um, and it's mostly mothers, um, single mothers, families in need. Uh, but it's just a house that they've been. She's just been like doing community with, moving women in, working alongside them. They've they've helped many many women kind of get on their feet. Uh, Julie is just like a a workhorse. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, she had left her career and all these things and kind of came was just like convicted to like learn from and walk among the poor things. She's a very familiar kind of spirit. And, and, but Julie is also just like such a worker. And so like, she does like these tutoring and after school and work. I mean, she just does it all. And, um, and they have built up and it isn't just like Julie comes to save the day. Like they've built a real community where these women are leaning on each other and helping one another mm-hmm. out, um, and building up like this other kind of family network around the Petra house. Um, anything yeah. I missed in the story there? No, not really. They were just highlighting the organization and kind of Julie's work doing this, um, for, I think they said 20 some years. Yeah. Um, she's been here a long time, but yeah, so the Petra House is an emergency housing program for women and their children. Um, they have developed programs like the WE program, which collaborates with families that have children up to eight years old. And so all in all, it's really about child homelessness is mm. kind of the big um, 
big uh, goal of the Just Initiative, but doing some great work. And like I said, the article really just wanted to highlight that they're really supporting these areas of uh, housing, economic opportunity, and education for these people. Um, another one of our own in the yeah. news, Ananth yeah. um, strikes again with the uh, uh, Ananth is a high school school student. Oh, Ananth, sorry. Yeah, no, Thank no, you. no worries, no worries. Ananth is a high school student um, that has been volunteering with Wubble Bikes and was in ABC Action News this past week about uh, his recent trip to India, too. So for those of you who have heard us talk about him before, he has collected hundreds of bikes for Wubble Bikes. And, and he's become our basically our PR department. <laughs> he's incredible. Um, yes, he ha- yes, he is. He's and- almost to 300 bikes. Right. And he then, he so his family's going to India. So he comes in, he's like, well, I was looking into taking these bikes to India. Turns out it's really hard to get bikes to India because of shipping and all that. Mm-hmm. But he calls over there and he's like, I can get these awesome bikes for 50 bucks. So he's like, let's start raising money. And he raised over $2,000. I don't know what number he actually hit or if it said in the story, but he raised like 2,500 bucks and was able to go over there. And then interestingly enough, he had a calculation. Here's how many bikes that equals. But then he got there and went into the villages and they're like, we, we need bikes. We want bikes. Absolutely. These kids, these bikes, but they're like students at these schools, but like, but they don't have uniforms, but they don't, some of these kids don't have shoes. And so he ended up going and meeting a lot of the more basic needs, taking a bunch of the money, go, okay, let's get your shoes, let's get your uniforms, and then let's get the bikes. But they were able to still do, uh, I forget the number he told me, but they did a bunch of bikes. Um, and now he's planning on doing both. Like, let me keep, he's trying to find, cause he's going to go on to college and bigger, better things, but like trying to figure out like, can I find someone to carry on this recycle a bicycle program? By the way, any young folks here wanted to pick this up. I'd love to put you in touch with a knot because it's hugely beneficial partnership for well-built bikes as well, um, for providing bikes for our earn a bike program and things like that. Um, but then he's also continuing to collect money. So if anyone wants to give toward that initiative, um, as well, um, just reach out. Um, get in touch with us. Yeah, he's a great, a great young guy that's been doing a lot for organization. And he's shared a great story about India in the article about kind of recognizing exactly that, that there's a lot more that these people don't have and um, how ecstatic they were to see him and the work that he was doing. So doing His, work right here in Tampa Bay and over in India. I would love to know where. He just started driving, but he did not, which is exciting, but he did not drive to come see us the other day. He had his mom with him when they, they stopped by for this news story. They came by the bike shop and while he was getting like interviewed, I got to talk to her a little bit and you know, this is maybe to be expected, but she was just going on and on. She's like, and I, I'll be interested to see like in him and to hear what he has to say. Cause I didn't get to talk to him as much, um, this week, but she's like, she's like, I think this forever changed him mm. like this experience. She's like, all of this has been great. All of this has been like, you know, it's, it's good for your college thing. And it's like, there's all these, it's, you know, gets you some attention and it's good for you. It feels good. But she's like, no, going to India and walking around with these kids in this village and like they're Indian, like they're yeah. just like, these, they're the same. And, and she's like, he's, she's like, it was, he was ruined in the best possible way. Mm, and I was incredible. like, that's so good. That's so good to hear. Um, a last piece of news in this month, in August, is Black Business Month. And so um, basically a call to go support restaurants, breweries, boutiques, and you know other Black-owned businesses across Tampa Bay. And the article that we shared provides a couple of different examples of um, 
rest, uh, Black-owned businesses that you could find in the Tampa Bay area. Some of the ones that popped out to me were Seventh and Grove over in Ebor, Al's Finger Lick and Soul Food over in Ebor. Um, you have, you know, Green Bench Brewing Co., which I didn't know, uh, Mama Soul's Food, which is off of MLK there. Um, some different Ethiopian and uh, cultural restaurants such as that. And then a couple good coffee and sweet spots to check out as well. So check the article to see a bunch of different businesses you could support. And um, some other good organizational ones are St. Pete Youth Farm that we're uh, tied into as well. And um, yeah, I can name a, a couple more. But, you know, support black businesses this month and... Um, Anything you want to add? To yeah, that? and every month, really. But oh, like, of course. The, yeah. but um, they listed. I think I counted sixty different um, businesses. But then also, you know, I was like, oh, this is a really cool thing to share. Like, I didn't know some of these businesses. I yeah. didn't know some of them. But then also, immediately, I'm like, Mr. Bees isn't on here on Nebraska. By the way, yeah. Mr. Bees is incredible. And for the rest of you all, like, when you look at this list, you're going to recognize it's not comprehensive. So mm-hmm. we also want to encourage you to share about those businesses kind of on your socials or whatever. If you want us to shout anyone out here, you can email us at word on the streets, 813 at gmail.com. And actually the book, the article does link the green book of Tampa Bay, which I've actually had the pleasure of meeting some of those people. And the green book is a directory of local black owned businesses. Really? Oh, I didn't even. Okay. Yeah. Great. And so they've uh, contributed there. Yeah. You can contribute it there and they kind of have this um, rep- like list of books. Um, sorry, not books. It's like the yellow pages. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Businesses going and it operates like a yellow pages as well. Like it is a, um, like a digital web frame to like search stuff up. Do people know what the yellow pages are anymore? Like probably not. You're probably the youngest person (laughs) that knows what that even is. So it's a director. It was a book. Had a bunch of phone numbers. People used to have phones in their house Mm. and crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, but check it out. Green book of, uh, Tampa and last but not least, events happening. So this weekend we have A13 Day happening over at Sparkman Wharf. Um, yeah. We'll have uh, 50 Cent over at the Mid-Florida Credit Union Amphitheater. It says the final lap tour. Will it be the final one? Do you, do you know, know who he's coming with? Uh, it doesn't say. Busta. Oh, okay. You do know. <laughs> well, I just got to go see, actually, when I was up north. And he, what an incredible show. Um, I really, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to this. It's like in what next weekend yeah so i don't know where the tickets are looking even the link we put in there is like a vip ticket portal so i gotta i gotta fish around a little bit if any of y'all have an extra ticket (laughs) want to take your boy out i would love to go see this but yeah busta's here with him and then uh the following weekend lionel richie and earth wind and fire will be out at amelie which i love both that combo yeah, that's like, going to be packed. That's yeah. going to be incredible. But tickets are only 75 bucks, which for, you know, those who haven't seen, like, I mean, it's Lionel Richie. 75 bucks? That's not, yeah, bucks. that's crazy, actually. Yeah. And Earth, Wind, and Fire, which are like, I don't no, know, just yeah. four. Huge Another names. thing people might not remember, huge but names. <laughs> huge names coming over to Emily, Saturday, August 26th at 730. Uh, tickets are still available at 75 bucks pop at the lowest bracket number. Yeah, some, some good shows. That Amelie Arena will be... Um, Easier, it'll be cooler, yeah, than being at the Mid Florida Credit Union Amphitheater sweating with, yeah. With I actually went to a concert Fitty. not too long there ago, like maybe July, and being up on that hill helps a lot, yeah, because you get a lot of the breeze. 
I would not get on the regular sheets because I can't imagine it being nice down there. But at least up on the lawn, like you're, you're you're getting a breeze. Yeah, but if you can get right down by the amps, it's the greatest. Sure, but you're also it's gonna be sweating. On a hip hop show, it's just yeah. like it, it. You know, I actually at the bus show, that's right where I was, and it, it not till the very end of the show, but I had to like run out because I thought my eardrums exploded. Oh, they yeah. were fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was good all night until the very whatever they did to end the show, this like bass drop, I was like, you know, I was like, I'm gonna vomit and my ears just popped and yeah. I was like, can't get out of here fast enough. But it's so that's that's where you want to be. Yeah, but it'll be hot. Honestly. It will be, be it will be hot. It will be hot. Uh listen guys, thank you so much uh for tuning in. Um we just ask that you would continue to share this, rate, comment, and and by the way, we mentioned the word on the street word on the streets 813 at Gmail is an email that you can message us if you have if you want to contribute. There's news articles you want to share with us. And honestly, we could really use some help with the Tampa history stuff. So if you've got like interesting kind of trivia pieces of this this week in Tampa history, even if it's for like months from now, we're keeping like a running list and we really Really do want to invite you guys to kind of partake and contribute here. Um, give us things to shout out and, and call together. Um, would love to have you join us in our Discord. You can find the link to that um, just at wellbuilt.city. Go to the website. There's a link there to get to Discord. Um, please do subscribe to Board on the Streets. And obviously, if you're listening here, uh, subscribe up on Tampa Talk, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Um, we will be out at Harvest Hope this morning from 1030 to 12, uh, Ebor Garden. 9 to 11, and that will soon be 10 to 12. Um, we That was adjusted right for the, the summer heat, so we're still in that a little bit, but soon we'll be, we'll be bumping that uh, back a little bit, so 10 to 12 in the near future. But 9 to 11 this morning. All right. Well, that's what we're talking about, everyone, and thank you for joining us. Until next time. Y'all be good.